Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. All right, 604, good morning to you. Final day of August, and officially one day away until it's football time in Tennessee. Good morning to you, Tyler Ivins, Will West, Cater through the glass this morning at 656-9900. You could call or text us on the Stanley Fitzson and Gates hotline. Lots to get into today, including more chances for you to score. Here come the mummy tickets, but let's get right to it. What'd you miss from your Tuesday evening? We have it for you now on your Wednesday morning buzz here on the starting lineup. Well, Wes, good morning. So you can tell we're getting to that home stretch in Major League Baseball. Why? Because uh, you had a full slate of games last night. Yes, you get to a point in time where you got a lot of West Coast heading to the East, East heading to the West Coast. Let's get started with the Atlanta Braves. They welcome one of those West Coast. Well, call it Mountain Time Zone teams in. And the Colorado Rockies, who closed at over plus 300 on the money line, get the 3-2 win last night over the Atlanta Braves. But no sweat because the National League East standing stayed the same at three games. The Dodgers best the Mets after a Max Muncie RBI last night. Gavin Lux RBI in the seventh inning. Quick note, that's five straight. Right with Ivan's picks at the end of the show. So we're, we're, we're on a heater right now if you want to tune in at about 8.50 this evening or this afternoon. Dodgers four, Mets three. Let's continue. Northsiders, they go north of the border to Toronto. They fall to the Jays 5-3. to three. Yankees late last night, 7-4 to four winners over the Angels. And you have the Boston Red Sox. Man, Boston's either going to play spoiler or they're just going to stand in the middle of the road and they're going to get knocked off. As they did last night, the Twin Cities, they got doubled up over Minnesota 10-5. to five. All right, John Gruden spoke yesterday to the Little Rock Touchdown Club in Arkansas. It's the first time that he's spoken since the uh, email controversy that cost him his job last October. Here's what he had to say, right? And I quote, I'm ashamed about what has come about in these emails. I'll make no excuses for it. It's shameful, but I am a good person. I believe that. I go to church. I've been married for 31 years. I have three great boys. I still love football. I've made some mistakes, but I think anybody in here has it. But I don't think anybody in here has it. And I just ask for forgiveness, and hopefully I get another shot. Will Gruden get that shot? No. I agree. um, Style of play, whatever it may be, but all this. We are heading in a new direction in the world of sports where if you are tied to this in any way, shape, or form, you're just not going to get that opportunity. You also kind of had the trifecta of racist, sexist, homophobic all all together. Which the is, unfortunate boxes have been checked. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's frankly difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. So John Gruden will never get it. At 59 years of age, he's never getting another shot again. No, it's not. Uh, a story that kind of makes you stop and pause. John Wall said that he considered taking his own life during his time in the last three years where he was dealing with those Achilles injuries, Will West, uh, death of family members, as well as the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, remember, this is Wall, who just recently was acquired by the L.A. Clippers. He's eager to return. He obviously wants to try to get a full season under his belt, but Wall has just played over 40 games in the last three years due to COVID, due to injuries. And let's just be honest, the Houston Rockets, they were kind of at a cross at one point in time. But when he was kind of discussing a dark place that he was at, Will West, it's kind of a reality check whenever you look at somebody, especially somebody who's in the public eye, kind of like John Wallace, and said that he considered committing suicide. And look, and let's be honest, I've been right there among them for people who's got John Wall jokes, right? And and so you look at this, and you never know what people are dealing with internally. Exactly. So maybe you know idiots like me need to shut their mouth when they're talking about what somebody else is going through because. 
he played it up on screen and things like that as if it was no big deal and he was fine and he didn't care. But I, I, I appreciated him opening up about this. I would just say this for the young people out there too. And it's, you know, I kind of hypocritical I get for, for me if you know my story, but just just don't kill yourself. We can you can everything can be turned around in six months. Just take it from an old head. Everything in your life can be turned around in six months and just grateful that John Wall never went through with that. Agree. Finally to tennis, man, upsets in the women's bracket last night. How about Emma Raducanu, defending champion of the U.S. Open, losing in straight sets to Elise Cornette. Whoa. And then Naomi Osaka, former champion, loses in straight sets to Danielle Collins, an American, the 19th seed there. This has been a little bit upsetting so far for the uh, on the women's draw. But Here we go. Yeah. It's, Here we it's go. It's been fun, though. It's been fun so far. I watch a little bit of Serena. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, watch, I don't watch a lot of men's tennis these days. It's just sitting back on the baseline, cranking out forehands. Uh, but but the, the women's game looks like it could be an interesting draw this year, an interesting uh, little bracket. Well, West, when it comes to the bottom line, when it comes to improving revenue, when it comes to property management, who else would you choose but Heritage Realty? That's right. HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Bringing together buyers and sellers in East Tennessee. Amazing when it comes to property management. That is Heritage Realty. One question this morning. What will it take for Tennessee to have a successful season? One guy on this show says 9-3. and three. That would be a ultra-successful season. Others, what's it going to take to try to compete with the Bamas, the Georgias, getting past some of those middle-of-the-road blocks like Pittsburgh, Kentucky, LSU. We explain next on the starting lineup. 99.1 to listen to the Sports Animal. In baseball, the Rockies held on over the Braves 3-2. The Dodgers stopped the Mets 4-3. The Yankees down the Angels 7-4. The Blue Jays got by the Cubs 5-3. And the Reds defeated the Cardinals 5-1. Tennessee Smokies took care of the Mississippi Braves. Game one of that series 7-2. And the Tennessee Titans cut former Vol Theo Jackson, who was drafted by the team in the sixth round of this past year's NFL draft. Jackson could potentially be retained on the practice squad or be signed by another team as he's now an NFL free agent. It is 6:10. What will make this a successful Tennessee football season? We discuss when TSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Your chance to score up to $50,000 of the vehicle of your choosing from our friends at Ted Russell Ford. That is if you score a Ford with us here on 99.1, the sports animal. Let's go to the phone line. Shall we? Will this is Paul, Paul. Good morning, Tyler and will. You've got a score prediction, and we want to try to throw some keys in your hand. What do you got, man? Man, let's go with it. 54 to 10. Go, Bob. 54 10. Well, that would be a cover, I can tell you that. If the Vols knock off Ball State tomorrow night, Paul, by the final score of 54 to 10, and we draw your name later on today, you get a chance to put forward. $50,000 to the vehicle of your choosing from our friends at Ted Russell Ford. We want to say thank you again to our friends on Kingston Pike. Again, score Ford always a very popular contest, and it's happening once a show every day leading into game week here on 99.1, the sports animal. Will, you have to imagine beating Ball State would be the right foot to be able to have a successful season in Knoxville this year. I, I think so. I, I think that that would be, look, it's, it's, a, it's a necessity if you want to have a successful season, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so the, the the one thing that I that I would ask you is this: it, looking at this Tennessee season, we've broken it down from the offensive side, the defensive side, position yeah. groups, yada yada yada. What does it take for you to believe Tennessee had a successful year this year? For me to take back what I said on Monday on this program, Hidden Hooker stayed healthy, and then Tennessee got to the finish line. 
I don't want to make it seem like that the volunteers this year can just run to the team. and they're going to beat everybody that comes across their schedule. That's not the case. You still have to play the games. You still have to scheme. You still have to do what you do offensively and defensively. <clears throat> but Tennessee's success this year is solely based, solely based on the health of Hendon Hooker. All this talk that we've had during the offseason, the different dif- uh, articles we've read, the different be- the list seasons, Hendon Hooker here, Hendon Hooker there. If Hendon Hooker stays healthy, and Hendon Hooker continues to take those steps as a system quarterback, whether he's growing as a quarterback himself. I know it seems pretty simple, Will, but Tennessee this year, I think, is eight and four with Hendon Hooker going out there, staying healthy, and just being the same quarterback he was last year. If he takes that next step, if he takes a big step this year, which a lot of people expect he will, Tennessee, man, the possibilities are endless. So eight and four to you gets it done. It's eight and four. Eight and oh, four. If you're, actually looking, if you're looking for actual yeah, like numbers. Yeah, like a record. Yeah, what's the, what's the number that it looks like or what what has to be accomplished? Not necessarily what's the key to them having a successful season, but what what has to be accomplished for this year to be successful. Have more wins than they had last year. That's yeah. successful. You finished seven and five. You probably should have finished eight and four, maybe nine and three. If you can finish eight and four or nine and three this year, you took a step up from where you are. You're on the escalator going north. That is successful. What about you, Eric? What what does it take for Tennessee season to be successful in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Tyler. Uh, you need to have you know more wins than you did it last year. I think that'd be an adequate step here in year two for Josh Heupel. So an eight-win regular season would be successful in my eyes. I mean, obviously the little things, it's not little, but you know the offense, again, ranking top 10 in the country, averaging close to 40 points per game would be good. You know, some of those stat-based things. But I'll tell you what would be a really successful season in my eyes is if you went nine and three and in that, you know, one, one of those nine wins, you'd knock off one of your big three again, four and 36 since Phil the former against Florida, Georgia, Alabama lost six straight, I believe in the, and with those football games, um, if you knock off Florida this year at home in September, September 24th, that'd be huge. That would be very successful in my eyes. Even if you lose by maybe two scores to Georgia and Alabama, if you beat Florida and finish nine and three, that'd be a really good year. Yeah, I, I think if you're eight and four, because look, we we all have seen this movie how many times? Yeah. If you year three, you need to be eight and four, and if you're not eight and four by year three, I don't care where you're coaching, who you are. If you're in power conference football with a hundred million dollar plus athletics department budget, sure. If you can't go eight and four, you're not good enough. Go away on your third year. And if Tennessee going seven and five last year could at least get to eight and four this year, I think that makes this season a success. You've continued to take that step. You're a year ahead when it comes to where the rebuild project normally would be. And there are a lot of people remember that when Heupel took the job because of the NCAA stuff and things like that, Sure, all the players that transferred, a lot of people thought it'd be year four before sure. you could get there. So if you get there in year two, would that be a disappointment for like from where I think they're going to be this year? Yes, it would be a step back from where I think they're going to be this year. But I do think that that's still, I agree with you. I think that's a successful season. You finish with one more win than you had last year. You continued on an upward trajectory and you actually got the, you got it done, right? You you got what needs to happen by the end of year three done at the end of year two. And if you do that, that, that is still a successful season in my mind. Now there are other things to go with that. No player issues off the field. No, you know what I mean? Things like that. Absolutely. That's, I'm going to be honest. That's a concern I have with Tennessee right now is that what, what are you going to be off the field? They're doing everything they can to coach and make sure that you've done everything you can around that. Um, but if you have, how do, how do they handle success? There, there are going to be things like that that you worry about a little bit or that you have to be concerned about. That, that's a great point because if Tennessee does start reaching some of these lofty goals, if they start sniffing that 4-0 September, if they beat LSU and maybe start 5-0, and how will this Tennessee team handle success? And maybe that's not fair for us to bring this topic up now because they haven't kicked off the season, but Will, you're... 
You you beat a Pittsburgh team that beat you last year in their place. You come back, you run through Akron. You're getting hyped up for a four and zero chance against Florida, and if, then you beat them. If you beat Florida and you're four and zero, and you head to that bye week, can you make sure your players don't oh. do something dumb between that time? And it's the it's the little things. So that's the can you can your players not do something with Excellent a point. dog cuss some business owner out there somewhere out in public where everybody sees it or something like that or act a fool and stuff like that in the middle of the mall? Can can you have those things that happen? And if you can do that while you have the success, I think I think that's part of it as well is managing that. And then the next step is going to be for Tennessee. Okay, take that step on the football field. They get to that 10 and two where you're in that conversation mm-hmm. and also manage your roster. Once you have big time recruits that are here that expect to play right now. And if they don't get it and they transfer out and they're mad and they're yada, 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 all it, it, Nico comes here and he doesn't win the starting job as a freshman, or if he does win the starting job as a freshman, but everybody knows that somebody else is better than him right that second, right? That that's how, how can you manage the roster? So you don't end up at a Kevin Sumlin situation. So that that's the thing that tended, that's a part of the trajectory for Tennessee. But I think for this year, it's just, Keep everybody's nose clean. Graduate players. Keep doing what you're doing as far as trying to coach these folk, these dudes to not be knuckleheads and to be able to manage their personal brands well and then go win eight games. Can we take a peek into the future? Let's say the season comes to an end and Tennessee does finish 9-3. and three. What's the feel around the program and what's kind of the temperature of the fan base here in Knoxville? No, op- apoplectic, I would say. Like this is peak bull market territory on this on, on stocks or and and people are just going nuts throwing money at uh buy buy buy, buy 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 yeah. buy buy only up that's the way that it goes that's if it, if Tennessee finishes nine and three that's what it is it's AMC it's two hundred it's gonna keep going up no it's not that's that's what it would be right now if Tennessee goes nine and three but it doesn't mean they're gonna come back down it just means people have that level of greed that's there and see success breeds more greed. As opposed to people people playing it safe. I like that. So I do think it's, that... It's very true. <laughs> so I think that's where you're at is once you get to 9-3 and three this year, yeah. next year, man, 10-2, and two, can we do that? So if you take a little bit of a step back to 8-4 and four because Hendon's gone and Cedric's gone and things like that, right. then how do people handle that? And do you have the players to be able to step right in and replace them and go from 9-3 and three to 10-2? and two? That'll be a big question. So I go, I'm thinking all happy. I'm thinking rainbows. I'm thinking flowers. Let's say Tennessee finishes nine and three this year, knowing they have to work in a new quarterback next year. Can success this year in a way set Tennessee up for unrealistic expectations next year, even though they're changing the guard at quarterback? Um, I'm, not saying, I'm not telling you to temper your expectations this year because of next year. You worry about next year, next year. But there are people who remember what Georgia went through. They won the national championship and immediately everybody was like, hey, can we celebrate our first title since 1980? Can't wait for you to repeat next year. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let's enjoy now, yeah. here, well, right they now. They went back to the conversation to try to run Stetson Bennett out of town immediately after the yep. national championship. It's yep. like, goodness gracious, guys, come on. And, so can well, this year's and success that's the, be a detriment for 23? Maybe that's a question for offseason 23. No, you're right. I mean, there's always expectation. I mean, there's turnover in college athletics, especially now with the transfer portal. There's definitely more. But I mean, right. players come, players leave, right? Um even like if you get to nine wins, you beat a rival, you, you got some momentum flowing in 2021, even though you're changing, you know, hit Cedric Tillman's gone Hinton hooker's gone. Sure. Byron Young, all, there's still going to be that expectation that you get there again next year, even though you're going to have to, you know, fill the cupboard again. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's something to manage. Uh, now that's, I just a, hear that's you're a down good three expectations. And I just sit back and go, it, that's a good problem to have though. It to have yeah, to manage that means you're having success. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've had those problems around here. Guess what people want here? Success. They're tired of hearing an injury causes them to keep from getting this win total. They're tired of hearing that it was this suspension that kept them from winning this bowl game. 
or appearing at this postseason destination and that being the ceiling. They want new expectations, and it begins in year number two, and it begins tomorrow night, which game day all day starting as early as 1130 tomorrow. So if you're looking for complete coverage of your lead up to Tennessee against Ball State, you can find it right here on the flagship station of the University of Tennessee, 99.1, the sports animal. All right. Not only is tomorrow going to be, well, a big day here in Knoxville, but uh, we've got a major announcement we have to make ourselves here on the starting lineup. You're going to want to stick around for this. We have it for you next. It's happening here on 99.1, the sports animal. All right. It's 632. Um, if you just miss the uh, tease, as we like to call it in our industry, we have a major announcement that we need to pass along here on the starting lineup. Uh, and I think that it should come from a person who would like to share some things with you. He is one of the three members of this team, and it's not me, and it's not Will West. Hey, guy through the glass, Eric Kane. What's up, dude? What's on your mind? Let's talk. Yeah, so just wanted to let everybody uh, be aware, just to let everybody know that this will be my last week here at uh, the Sports Animal, my last week a part of the starting lineup uh, here in the morning show. Um, been here five years tomorrow. Five years tomorrow. So what are the chances that Tennessee opens up their season and big boy wants to leave the bird's nest five year anniversary? Yeah, I was going to say, leave it at the five year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost to the day and uh, it has been just an incredible journey. I have learned more and grown more professionally and personally being around you two guys. I mean, I've already talked to you guys, so. You know, I don't want to get all teary-eyed. Yeah, and don't whatnot. make this awkward. Yeah, don't, I'm not going to make well, it awkward. We'll do that Friday. <laughs> but uh, it has been just a phenomenal time, and uh, I, I am I'm nothing but thankful um, for this opportunity. Jeff Jargon hired me again five years ago, and I would have never envisioned getting some of the opportunities that I was uh, awarded here in the five years, um, you know, for those to come so quickly. And so uh, I've been so fortunate, so thankful for this place, and, uh, you know, going to step aside, continue to focus on my other work and try to try to find that work life balance. And so I'm excited about that. Still going to be in town. Still going to be covering the ball. So I'm not going anywhere. Still be on social media and all that. And and I'm going to be around. Don't don't you worry. There'll be some <laughs> no. filling opportunities if Tyler, no. if Tyler allows me to come back to co-host every now and again. Um, I will be through the season doing the Tennessee football practice reports. So. We so that. your voice is still going to be on the station. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as they let me okay, hold okay, on okay, that no, endorsement, just say I'll, what you want to say. You just don't want to get up in the morning. It's just saying. <laughs> so you're going to be doing everything you normally do except getting up in the so, morning. Hey, Eric, you're cutting back down to four jobs. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty much what you decided to do. Is I'm, he's only going to work four jobs, not five jobs. And, and, and Tyler's right. He just doesn't want to get, up, get up in the morning. morning. And let's be real. Well, I feel like we're burying the lead here, and we're not telling the truth to the audience. And if there's one thing that we always do is the people that give us the time in the morning, we want to be honest with them. Yes. Eric's only fans is really picking up lately. So... <laughs> It's nothing inappropriate, so don't think it's anything like that. That is just yeah. him shuffling Business cards. Subs are good. Yeah, I was just, about to say the filters here at work beg to differ. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just him shuffling a deck of cards, sitting at his desk here at the office with a strategically placed Chipper Jones bobblehead, covering yeah. up anything inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. I just went for my checkup yesterday, and they <laughs> go. My it, doctor said, "Tell Will not to make you cough so hard." Yeah, good, so hard. good luck with that. And see, that, that that's one of the things I love so much about this three-hour time block every single morning. Yeah, we get up early, and it, it's it's tough sometimes. Not gonna lie, this is a tough shift. But you get in here, you crack a mic, you talk sports, and you just sit around and laugh. I mean, we hee haw all morning long, guys. It, it is so. How's that, Jeff County Tyler? Uh, we uh, we have so much fun in here. And uh, of course, you know, I'm, I'm still going to be, you know, y'all are my brothers. That, that's not going to change. Yeah, man. But that is the thing I'm going to miss the most. And of course, the interaction with the listeners, social media, the callers, 
Um, it's been phenomenal. But again, I'm going to be around, so you can't get rid of me that easily. I look forward to, to filling in in the future. And look, and, and I'll be real, man. We love you like family, and we Absolutely. we have appreciated this time with you. And and also, I'm going to, I'm going to be very real. Like there, I've had 50 people coming out of college that have reached out to me. What do I need to do to to make it in sports media in Knoxville and covering Tennessee football? You're the only one that's ever listened and done it. And, and, and I'm, I had notes again, it's weird to say, I'm proud of you for to a grown man, <laughs> but I'm proud of you for the, putting the work. You put the work in, you busted your hump. Co-sign. You haven't had much for people who don't know to make it. Eric has, has had five jobs, dead serious. And you busted your hump and you've gotten to a point where you can, you can afford to kind of let some things go and yeah. not have to work straight up from four forty-five in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. And that's what it takes to be able to make it because there's so much competition in media these days. So it's, it's our loss. Yeah, I'll just say that it's absolutely our loss. I'm happy for you. I'm happy to see the growth in your life. I'm happy to see that you're, I, I know you're going to be unbelievably successful. I've said it before. I've never said it when you're here. Cause I feel like that's weird, but I, I think you're <laughs> going to be incredibly successful in this business, dude. And I, I've said before on there, I think you're gonna be the most successful dude that's ever done media in this business in this town. And it's because you're humble and you work hard and you'll learn and you make adjustments and you put those three things, those four things together. It's hard to find people to do that. And so, and, and also you're still young and Tyler and I are older. So <laughs> we have, we have a lot, uh, we didn't learn this stuff till I guess Tyler, you know, Tyler's in his mid thirties. I was in my mid forties for, I learned these things. So and you're applying them already. So I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, I know you'll still be around and we'll, we're, we're excited to still have the uh, Tennessee football practice report from you. Periodically, we'll tell whoever the new producer is to call you at six fifteen for the practice report. See, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, so just to mess guess, with you, guess who won't answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, silent mode, man. Focus. Turn that. Do not know, disturb. Right? right on. How much of this has to do with the fact that your fiance probably doesn't want you to leave the light on when you leave earlier than she does for work? How much of this was like, Erica? Swear to God, if you don't cut the light <laughs> off before you leave. Nah, she's uh, she's been so supportive. Obviously, we're you know me and Chris are getting married at, at the end of the year in December, and and that's something too. I mean, you know, you, you work hard, you work. Work to survive, work to survive, and then you you gain all these opportunities, and um, and, and then just like Will said, you can afford to to let one of them go, and that's never easy. But uh, you know, starting this new chapter in life, you gotta have time to spend time with your wife, and uh, uh, yeah, that's probably a big yeah. big deal. And uh, I'm gonna have a little bit more time, not not a whole lot, but a little bit more. And she probably couldn't take too much of, of that time, so. Uh, really, really looking forward to that. But did um, you even consider that you were going to mess up the whole twenties, thirties, forties club thing? Now that with you stepping aside, it didn't dawn on me until just now. Real quick, but I will say, that how old are you? I'm 29. We're about the yeah, age. Yeah, the reason why Eric's anyway. leaving is because he's got to leave the twenties club. That's exactly why. <laughs> just a couple more months of that twenties uh, club, I can I can hang that banner anyway. And, so. and, and I will say that you're 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 still going to be around. You do not leave in the market. You're still no. going to do media and stuff like mm-hmm. that here. So you know, yeah. people could still find your work at Volquest. They can still find your Locked On Vaults podcast. Mm-hmm. They can still find uh, Rivalry Thursday, of course. Yeah, that's not none of that's going anywhere. And Eric's yeah. still going to be here. He yeah. just decided he doesn't want to wake up in the morning. And also, uh, I beat him a thumb wrestling two of three. So loser lose sound <laughs> match. That's exactly. People don't know how it really came down. That's exactly what it came <laughs> down to. Um, you know what, dude? We're gonna be talking about this throughout the morning, but uh, why don't you send us to break and kind of do the uh, reset and the whole update and the whole Buddy Greg thing that you've been doing. I mean, Will said it best. You're pretty darn good at what you do, so go ahead and be pretty darn good at what you do, dude. Boys, I appreciate this opportunity to, to send us to break here, but we got plenty more on the starting lineup coming up. 
uh, between not, uh, six and nine here, breaking down Tennessee and previewing the Ball State game, the 2022 season opener. Coming up next, though, we're going to have a little would you here on a Wednesday morning. But first, a Buddy Greg and audio auto sports update right here on the starting lineup. In the NFL, the Texans got running back Marlon Mack on Tuesday as rosters are being trimmed down across the league. The move pays the way for former Gators fourth-round pick Damian Pierce to potentially start at tailback this season. The Titans cut former Vol Theo Jackson, who was drafted by the team in the sixth round this past NFL draft. Jackson could potentially be retained on the practice squad or be signed by another team. He's now an NFL free agent. Also, the Raiders waived 2021 first-round pick Alex Leatherwood. In baseball, the Rockies held on over the Braves 3-2. The Dodgers topped the Mets 4-3, and the Tennessee Smokies took care of of the Mississippi Braves, 7-2. Again, at 640, we'll have Woodja coming up next year on TSL. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Hey, I do have a real question, though. Did I make an OnlyFans joke and just found out that Eric Kane's mom's listening right now? That's not it's, awesome. She doesn't know what OnlyFans is. Oh, okay, fine. good. Bet she's about to find out in the next two minutes, though. <laughs> Mrs. Kane, please don't Google that on my... On my yeah, <laughs> because mom, I do, did that. Mom, uh, do not Google that. No. You know, I know it's funny, because actually what I was about to bring up was about your mom, Ginger. May I proceed forward? And it's not a joke because this is something that's actually really, really, yeah, really yeah. serious. Pretty yeah, much what he's asking, are we still getting cookies? That's, that's what exactly he- <laughs> what I'm Well, that's my question. I thought you were really going to ask something serious. I am serious. Will, do you think Eric's mom will still bring his Christmas cookies? That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to ask. I'm willing to wager that, yes, that will not change. Okay, that's not going to change. That's not going to change. Don't worry. And you're still invited to come see the, the Winter Wonderland at the house. I Dude, mean, you've been saying that up. to us for how many years? For five years. Come on And down. how many years have we gone up there? Zero, because you're not serious. Well, now I might have a little bit more time, so come, okay. on, come oh, on down. Okay, okay. If you missed the announcement, Eric Kane, I'm sure we'll share it with you sometime again before 9 a.m., but... Uh, the big boy is leaving the big house, and that is the morning show here on the starting lineup. I know, I know, we have Tennessee football to get to. I know, I know, we have a lot of things that we have to dive into, including giving you your chance to score tickets to see Here Come the Mummies one week from tomorrow. That'd be Friday, excuse me, one week from Friday. But uh, you know what, Kaner? A unique would you? I figured if you're going to be heading out the door after Friday, we should get a little crazy, a little unique. Let's get a little crazy and unique. Here's your Wednesday morning would you here on TSL. Yeah, really excited about this edition of would you. A little over under action. You guys ready? I like this. I like this. This is something we haven't done in some time. Let's bring it out of the closet. Cedric Tillman finished 2021 with 64 catches. Would you take the over or the under for Tillman catches at 68 and a half? Okay, see, I'm glad that some of these handicap numbers have got hooks in them because this is going to be a big deal. 68 and a half, boys, I don't think he matches his number he had last year. I think he'll be more spread out. I think more eyes are going to be on him. I don't think it's going to take till game four for him to really start getting going like it did last year. Gentlemen, I think he finishes just at 60 catches. So if you're setting the bar this year for Tillman catches in 22 at 68 and a half, Will West, I'm going to take slightly the under. I'm going to take the over. I think he's going to finish right around 70. And the reason why is I think Tennessee will, will have more offensive plays per game this year. I think that they'll get to maybe they don't get to the, you know, the 88, 90 plays that maybe hyper wants to be, but somewhere around 84, 85 from 76, nine extra plays equals. I just think it'd be equals extra opportunity. And like Ivan said, it took him a little while to get going. And some of those, it's just a couple big games as well. That led him to that. I think it's going to be more consistent with Tillman. Um, and maybe he doesn't have as many massive games, but I think it becomes more consistent with Tillman. And so I think that he finishes over 68 and a half. You're talking about nine more plays a game on average. That's over a hundred more plays per season. Yep. You know, that ball is going to find Tillman a couple yep. times during that span. Uh, Jabari small finished 2021 with nine rushing touchdowns. 
Would you take the over or the under for small rushing touchdown or rushing scores at nine and a half? So add the hook to it, Will. Nine and a half. I'm over gonna, under. I'm gonna take the under on that one. Oh. And the reason why is I think that they kind of a little bit more by committee. They like a couple of these freshmen. And I think that's so I mean, if you're having a four guys that, that you can rotate there at the running back position, probably let's be honest, they're gonna rotate three. But I think that in, in rotating three, I do think that it ends up with fewer uh, rushing touchdowns. I also think Tennessee is going to be a little more explosive this year. So that'll be on the ground. Some of them won't. So I'll say under nine because it's tough to go nine back-to-back years. I like that we're opposite. I'm going to go over on this one. Why? He's put on the weight. How often do we hear Jerry Mack say, look, those little shoelace tackles last year ain't happening this year. He is going to be able to get through a lot of those two in the clack of the pads. Was it two plus pads? What does he call it? R- r- help me. He refers to it as two plus pads? Uh, something like that. I pads know what plus you're saying. Two? Yeah, pad, pads plus two, I think, is what it is. Okay, so we got pads plus two, and then you have Jabari Small in a lot of those goal line situations. I like the over nine and a half, and this might be one of my favorite bets if somebody would set that up at a book somewhere. Putting on the armor, maybe stays on the field more, resulting in more rushing yards yeah. and more rushing touchdowns as well. So I would take the over, too. Byron Young wrapped up his 2021 campaign with five and a half sacks. Would you take the over or the under seven sacks for Young in 2022? I got him at six and a half. I got him at six and a half. I think he adds one more than he had last year. Much like Cedric Tillman, offensive lines are going to be focusing to make sure Byron Young does not create chaos and does not disrupt what they want to do offensively, which means that Jeremy Banks, which means Jawan Mitchell, which means Omari Thomas. Look, you need more out of your front four than your middle four. Okay, your middle three. Point being, Byron Young, they're going to do anything they can to not let him disrupt. I like Byron Young to fall just short of that number of seven. So the under seven sacks this year, give me six and a half for yeah, Byron. Give me, give me over on that one as well. I think that Byron Young's going to finish seven, seven and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood. So if it's at seven, I'll say he finishes just over seven and a half or it's a push at seven. I will not take the under on that one. I think another year with Rodney Garner is going to help. You know what I mean? It is. Mm. And so that guy's really, really good at coaching, you know, lineman and edge. I've been told that a time or two. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that we will see improvement from Byron Young this year. Plus, he missed the first game, I think, of the season last year, and he really didn't come on until midway through yeah. adjusting. So I, I would actually take the over, but I don't think it'll be a whole lot over. Uh, Jeremy Banks wrapped. Oh, goodness. Jeremy Banks racked up 128 total tackles in 2021. Would you take the over or the under at 120 and a half tackles in 2022? I'll take the under. 120 is still a ton. He can he could go for 105, 106. That'd be a great season. I which one, Mitchell? You got to take the under. I'm good, yeah, year. I was going to say I'm going to have to take the under on that one. It's just tough to get 120 tackles multiple years in a row, and Jawan Mitchell is going to be there and take some of that off of him a little bit. So. Uh, I will say, give me the under and not a ton under, probably 15 under or something like that. 115, 110, somewhere. That's where Jeremy Banks finishes. And you know what you hope you, in, in my opinion, I hope that number's under this year because that means there are more people who are doing their job defensively. You can't just rely on banks for 12 games to be around the field. 20 tackles against Purdue last year. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. And finally, Tennessee's total points scored finished at 511. That was a school record. Mind you. Would you take the over or under at 506 and a half, 506 and a half total points for 2022? Taking the over. Well, if you believe they're taking more snaps this year, that means more possibilities at touchdowns. Had, and I'm going to tell you why I'm taking the over. Are you ready? If that Army game is still on the schedule, I take the under because of Army's ball control. Now that they're playing Akron this year, 
You play Ball State, who is projected to finish last in the division. You've got Akron, who's projected to finish last in their division, both in the MAC. I think Tennessee has a field day with Akron in week three, and I think a lot of those points, a big chunk of them, come from that game. I think it's just a hair over 5'11". That means it's over the 5.06.5. The Vols reset the offensive record book again this year in total points. Yeah, I I, I actually think that they're going to add more wrinkles to the offense, and I think it was pretty vanilla last year compared to what where Heupel wants to be, and I think that they'll add more to it. I think they'll score more points this year. And again, adding... Eight, ten plays more per game equals 100 more plays equals more opportunities for you to score points, and I think they get that done. Out of the five that were just listed, what's the one? What's the one bet if you said, yep, I'd take this to the window right now? What's that one bet, that one number you look at and you go, this is the one I know that will click? Yeah, Jeremy Banks under. I was going to say, depending on where the juice is, if see if it'd be worth it, but Jeremy Banks under. I think it is Jeremy Banks under. I mean, like 128. I'll tell, I mean, you, what close, is... I'll tell you what a close second one is. Pats plus two. I love Jabari Small rushing touchdowns this year. My, I have a concern, and I want to put this out in the <coughs> existence. Don't speak it in existence. When you see 205-pound running back trying to run at 215, sometimes there are ankle things. And not that you miss big time, but it just means you're limited or hampered, if you will, mm-hmm. whenever you see 205 running back try to play at 215. That just happens almost every time. It doesn't matter what we play, whether we're just doing the casual walk around, whether you're working out, whether I'm kicking my feet up, trying to grab a cup of coffee. We're going to look good. We're going to feel good. It's the perfect fit every time. Why, Will? We went and saw Sharon in the Suburban Shopping Center at New Balance Knoxville. New Balance Knoxville, the Suburban Shopping Center, the perfect fit every time. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes. They have them. You love the styles and colorways they have for fall. New Balance Knoxville. Let's get everybody caught up, shall we? What'd you miss from your Tuesday evening? We have it for you next on your Wednesday morning buzz here on the starting lineup. 99.1, the sports animal. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.